you know, who you are on the inside will always radiate and come through. So learn to love yourself first. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Nikeo, welcome to Hello Beauty. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for sparing time with us. Absolutely. Tell me about your journey that brought you to Los Angeles from Oklahoma. I am a first-generation American of Kenyan descent. Um, I was born in New York, raised in Oklahoma, and now reside like you in sunny California. Um, And um, when I was a little girl, my parents took me to Kenya for the first time when I was eight years old. And that's where I met my grandmother, who was also named Nikeo. And she was a Kenyan coffee farmer. So when I was eight, I was out on the farm with her. And she, at the end of the day, would take her Kenyan coffee beans and her sugar cane that she grew on her farm, and she would use it to exfoliate her skin. And so I say that's sort of where my beauty journey began, you know, where I really sort of fell in love with the idea of using these, you know, sustainable ingredients on my skin because I was, you know, watching it firsthand as an eight-year-old. And then my grandfather was a medicine man, so he had the power to go out in nature and extract oils. And he died before I ever got the chance to know him. But, you know, growing up here in the States, my mom would consistently, you know, use oil on my skin, use oil on my hair. And so because of that knowledge passed down um, to her, then to me, I knew about the power of restorative oils at a very young age. And, you know, I say in a lot of cultures that, you know, they've been using oils to treat the skin um, for centuries. But really here in the United States, it's really been in the last decade that people have really, really embraced and understood that, you know, our skin is made up of oils. Mm-hmm. We have to use oil to fight oil. And and so it's a really fun time to be, you know, in the business of organic cold pressed oils yeah. and, and celebrating the beauty yeah. secrets that I've learned, you know, from my family. Um, but I also, as you said, we um, ethically and sustainably source from 13 different countries. So Um, The other ingredients that I use in the line that are not based on Kenya or East Africa or my family are inspired by my girlfriends and by my travels. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm aware that your parents are from such an academic background. Yes. What brought you into the beauty industry? Um, You know, I think that research has always been part of my DNA, you know, having um, academic parents and researchers and writers um, and educators as, as my, you know, the people that raised me. Um, But, you know, I think what really led me to the beauty industry was, you know, after I graduated from the University of Oklahoma, um, when I was um, 22, 23, I moved to L.A., I started working in the entertainment industry and sort of, you know, started at a big agency and then kind of, you know, climbing and maneuvering your way around Hollywood as you you do. So I started as an assistant as a talent agency in television and then went to work at a management production company, then went to work at a studio, and then ultimately ended back up in um, management and representation. Um, And I really loved working with actresses. And so I worked under some senior managers, um, working with actresses in my last sort of iteration of my Hollywood life. And and I loved being the one that would like go on set and, you know, be there for shoots and campaigns. And, you know, but I really found that what I really loved the most about the Hollywood industry was the fashion and beauty aspect. And one thing that I really recognized, and this was in the early 2000s, that 
the continent of Africa was very underrepresented in prestige beauty. I mean, if you, you know, fast forward to 2018, now there are a lot of great brands playing in ingredients with Af from Africa, sourcing ingredients from Africa, telling that story. But back when I started and back when I left my job to pursue this career, um, it really wasn't um, a thing yet. Yeah. So, so I wanted to be able to celebrate, you know, these stories and these recipes and this, you know, tradition mm -hmm. passed down by my family. But I'm also, you know, growing up here in LA because I feel like you do grow up in your 20s and 30s. I had met this incredible group of women who had then become sort of my chosen family, and I'm like, well, they have a story too, and. You know, what did your grandmother use? And, and so I think having these educators as parents and this academia life um, in the home really led me to want to go do my own research. And it just um, sort of manifested in beauty. What propelled you to actually creating your own brand? I also grew up in my 20s and 30s and then got married and had kids. I became really concerned with what is it that I'm putting on my skin? Um, where I have no judgment around, you know, people using alternative methods to fight the signs of aging. What I felt most comfortable with was being able to explore ingredients and research ingredients and use ingredients that have been tested and married in science to, you know, hold out as long as I can with just going the all-natural way. How did you discover your market and test your product in that market? You know, I've had many stops and starts in my entrepreneurial journey, uh, beauty journey, but in the very beginning, um, my testers were some of the actresses that I had worked with, um, my friends, my family, my neighbors. Um, it, you know, I started out um, kind of formulating the very first um, product being this Kenyan coffee body scrub um, that was sort of an homage and, and inspired, inspired by my grandmother. Um, then I found a manufacturer here on the West Coast that could help me, you know, make it real and, and do the testing that I needed. And then I would just get little samples and kind of drive them around and, you know, chose like a diverse group of my friends and, you know, from age, from, you know, heritage and uh, skin needs and based. And, and that's how I started um, in my 20s. And then as I've grown in my brand and the, and the company has grown, and had um, different iterations. My testing has come really kind of in the same way, like in an organic way of going to those that I know and love and respect in the industry and asking um, my mentors, asking my friends, asking editors um, to, to take part in this sort of co-creation of, of this brand. Yeah, how did you come up with the product design, the name and the look of your product? You know, everybody thinks the brand is named after me because it's Nikeo and that's my name, but it's actually named after my grandmother because, you know, she was the first one to teach me my first beauty secret. And then as far as the packaging, I mean, you'll see that it's very colorful. And, you know, from the beginning, um, I knew even when I was just working with ingredients in the early 2000s, um, specifically from Kenya, I knew I wanted to expand the globe. And I and I started to do a lot of research on different ingredients from not only the continent of Africa, but around the world. And I um, got out, um, you know, for you younger readers, you probably don't <laughs> spend a lot of time with encyclopedias, but kids like me that grew up in the 80s yeah. um, had sets of encyclopedias. And so I went to this sort of old set of encyclopedia and started looking up flags from all the different places that I wanted to source and really using like a box of Crayola crayons and drawing lines to sort of create the Nikeo flag. And then because you can't be the expert at everything, and uh -huh. I have a creative team behind me now, I sort of took that concept to them, and then they helped to create um, our packaging, um, which does display the Nikeo flag. And then we kind of separate it by color based on category. Because we say that, you know, there's 
in you know my line there's a five-step regimen but we use the term regimen loosely because we know she's not using everything from the yeah. same line for every step in her skincare mm-hmm. process so it's all customizable so does nikeo mean anything yes yeah. nikeo means a hard-working woman in the sunshine oh wow yeah, that's beautiful yeah. yeah yeah what is so special about kenyan coffee um, so Kenyan coffee is packed with antioxidants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've heard lots yeah. being in beauty as well um, about, you know, the natural like firming and lifting and energizing properties of coffee. Mm-hmm. But Kenyan coffee obviously holds a special place in my heart because of my heritage. But also Kenyan coffee has more of a citrus note to it. So it doesn't have that sort of bitter coffee mm-hmm. smell, which is, you know, I always say that I love coffee, but I, I like coffee. to like zhuzh it up a bit with like coconut milk or creamer and, you know, kind of add a little sweetness effect to it. And I feel feel like with the citrus notes in the Kenyan coffee, it sort of gives you that kind of elevated experience yeah. because it's it's got a sweet note to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's great for the skin. Um, it really does help to revive. I'm big on exfoliation, although I don't think you should over exfoliate. I think that everyone should be exfoliating at least once or twice mm-hmm. a week. And Kenyan coffee um, lives within um, a few of our exfoliators. And it's great just to help remove that dull, dry skin, mm-hmm. but also like give you that energetic glow yeah. at the same time. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. First time I tried um, coffee scrubs, I think I overdid it because I love the smell of coffee. Yeah. So I was just really enjoying yes. myself you in can, the you shower. You can over exfoliate. And then when I got out, I actually had like al- an allergic reaction. Oh, like I too had much like, redness. Yeah, too yeah. much redness and bumps. I was like, I think I'm like really raw right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. should definitely only exfoliate. I'd say once to t- one to two times a week. If you have extremely oily skin, maybe three times mm-hmm. a week, but um, at maximum. But yeah, and you know, it's also, I'm not sure which coffee scrub you were using, yeah. but um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's the other thing going back to like clean and green um, beauty, you know, you can achieve the same results. Um, I think for the longest time people thought, oh, natural or organic, like it means it's not going to work or, mm-hmm. you know, my skin will be irritated by yeah. it. And, you know, we've come so far in the beauty industry um, with the formulations, with the ingredients that we're mm-hmm. able to source and drop into, you know, incredibly well thought out um, formulas using these age old ingredients that mm-hmm. you shouldn't really have Taste reactions that. to things. And if yeah. you are, there's probably a chemical in there that doesn't yeah. agree with you. And that's mm-hmm. why it's great to go clean and green. You know, exactly. we always say like, as opposed to saying, you know, everything that we put into it, which we love to talk about, we talk about everything that we don't use as mm-hmm. well, which is, you know, formaldehyde and parabens and sulfates and butylene glycol and yeah. all of these ingredients that, you know, quite often when you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't be putting it on your skin. Exactly. And, and so it's great because because I think that the industry overall, especially in skincare, has come a long way with providing, you know, those, those clean alternatives. Those clean alternatives. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, like, could you shed some light into, like, the efficacy of natural and green yeah. ingredients compared to the ones with chemicals? Because they say, like, oh, you do need a bit of that chemical just to at yeah. least to make it more and effective. And not all, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, not all chemicals are treated mm-hmm. the same, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when you're looking at vitamin complexes, they've got a chemical name. That doesn't yeah. mean it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I named a couple of the things that I you know we formulate my products without but I also I come from this sort of old school mentality which is you know obviously you know I'm looking to my family and um, you know my ancestors and my friends ancestors and and people that I've met across the globe and traveling for inspiration on what to do right with skin and and to that point these things have been around for thousands of years you know Wellness is not a new concept, you know, clean and green is not a new concept. And, you know, for instance, even within some of the ingredients in our line, like I use 
Egyptian chamomile mm. um, in this Levon mask, which has become one of our mm. number one sellers. It's clear, it's great, it gives you this burst of hydration. But when I was doing research on Egyptian chamomile, of course you naturally go to the goddess of Cleopatra. Yeah. And I started to learn that Cleopatra actually used to crush petals, chamomile petals, and put them on her skin. And wow. we called her the golden goddess, and she was this radiant being. Yeah. And so when you talk about thousands and thousands of years of, of an ingredient, if you're dropping that potent ingredient, you know, we do ethically, you know, sustainably mm -hmm. source this chamomile from Egypt. We're bringing it here. We're dropping it into these very, you know, we have scientists, we have chemists, people who have worked very, very hard mm -hmm. to earn their degrees and are state of the art at what they do um, so that you can get that efficacy. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I, I'm a big believer, you know, using oils. I mean, oils, restorative oils live at the heart of my brand. You know, my grandfather was a medicine man. Our skin is made up of oils. So as we age, we lose those oils. Mm -hmm. So we've got to feed oil back into our skin. Some of the best feedback I get from um, some of our guests at Ulta is that I have acne, I have rosacea, my skin is so irritated, I've never had the courage to put oil on my face. I started using your maracuja oil and my skin cleared up. Yeah. And that to me is, you know, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. It's understanding that this is made of oil. If we give it some oil, it knows how to chill out, yeah. really is the simplest yeah. way to say it. And so I, when it comes to efficacy, I really just sort of, um, I'm always going back to you know what's been used in history exactly. and, and the results that we saw yeah. and, and some of the most beautiful people from the cradle yeah. of civilization and around the world and mm -hmm. you know I, I see know. that as, as as proof is in the pudding. Exactly. Yeah. I know it's funny how we're like, oh, I'm already oily. Why am I going to add more oil on my skin? Yeah. <laughs> and when you're oily, um, when you have oily skin, and I say, I mean, I have dry skin or combination skin. Today it seems extremely oily because it's so hot in LA, but. Mm -hmm. um, when you have oily skin, quite often I say that you might need oil more than somebody with dry skin because your skin is working way too hard to produce oil. That's true. Yeah. So when you have irritation in your skin, when your skin's mm -hmm. overproducing oils, it just it needs to be able to relax, and mm -hmm. you can do that with just a few drops of oil. Yeah. But no oils are exactly the same. Exactly. And so um, you know, pay attention to the oils that you're using. We only use cold press, certified fair trade, organic oils, clean oils. The That's reason amazing. we cold press the oils in the same way that you don't want to put your vegetables in the microwave uh, because you're going to yeah. you know, extract all the vitamins mm -hmm. out of it. You don't want to heat extract your oils. So when you're yeah. using clean, pure, good, strong, powerful oils mm -hmm. on your skin, you're going to get the best results. Exactly. So I, I, your products have are ethically sourced from 13 different countries. Yes. What is the process like? Just, yeah, you know, so, I can imagine like going to different countries, just sourcing them yeah, out. No, yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, so, you know, I'm partnered with Sundial Brands, mm -hmm. um, the maker um, creators of Shea Moisture and Nubian Heritage, acquired my brand a couple of years ago. So um, I'm very, very fortunate that I get to uh, use their method of community commerce for my sourcing of my ingredients. And so, you know, a short way of, of letting you know is that, for instance, um, they obviously in Shea Moisture use a lot of Shea and African black soap. Um, through their community commerce program, um, they went into a village in Ghana and realized that there was no water. So women and, and girls were fetching water all day. Um, as opposed to going in and saying, hey, let's just write a check and open a school and, you know. It's not sustainable. Yeah. They went in and or, ir irrigated the village, um, gave it water um, so that the girls can then go to school. Um, the women were then taught how to um, you know, farm the shea, manufacture the African black soap, and then we purchase those ingredients yeah. from the co-op. So it's a way that, um, you know, we're able to create sustainability. They can create their own sustainability. 
um, and we know exactly where it's coming from and how it's being manufactured. And then everything's brought here back to the States to be um, produced in our labs in New York. So what do you think is the right thing to do, like in your business, to prevent wasting time and money? Oh, wow. Um, you mean as far as being an entrepreneur or yeah, just in general? Just, you know, um, because like when starting a business, there's so many probably bumps in the road that mm-hmm. can distract you and yeah. then that can cost wasting money yeah. at the same time. I mean, just, I think the first thing that popped in my mind when you asked that is mm-hmm. um, ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try to figure everything out by yourself. Mm-hmm. I think as entrepreneurs that we're naturally, um, we're individuals, mm-hmm. we're independent, um, but probably the greatest gift that you have is your voice and, and your ability to, to to do your research, to ask questions. I mean, you're able to skip so many steps and potential mistakes by just getting the right direction. You know, I said earlier, you know, entrepreneurs, we're not experts at everything, you know, when I was talking about my creative team, but that can mean, you know, for me, I started out as an indie business and I started out very small scale wanted to scale the business up, knew I needed partners in order to do that. But I also, you know, be careful who you partner with. Don't just take money from anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, You should definitely find people who are aligned or like-minded or you know that even if they're not necessarily in your industry, they understand the goals and how to scale your business to growth. Um, That's a great way to, to not waste time and money is just to have the ability to to find the right partners. Did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I didn't always know mm. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I knew that I I wanted to do something different. Um, when I was in school, in college, I started out like as letters, English. I wanted to do anything I could to avoid math and science classes <laughs> because for some reason I told myself the story that I wasn't great at math and science. Mm. And then around my junior year, beginning of my junior year of college, I realized that I was very interested in business. and in order to switch my major and become a business major, I needed to be able to catch up in the math and sciences. And so I had to do it rather quickly. And when I did it, I realized I was great at math and science and, and, so, and, and loved business. And so then when I came out here to Los Angeles, I you know, really wanted to be in the entertainment business. Um, but you know, it wasn't until you know, my mid-20s that I really started to feel, I always loved skincare and I loved beauty and I loved fashion, but that I could actually turn that passion into a business. Didn't I didn't really have that light bulb moment until my mid-20s. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, part of the reason that I partnered with Girls Inc. and I mentor in their operation STEM, uh, smart programming, which is their STEM programming, is because I want young girls to understand that we're great at math and science at a very early age. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to create so many opportunities, so many job opportunities, and then also science jobs can be really cool and fun. Yeah, I think I sort of missed that memo mm-hmm. when I was in you know, <laughs> school that like uh, my job now is a science job. Exactly. And, and it's so much fun. My friends that are fashion designers, that's a science job. My friend that has a sunglass line, that's a science mm-hmm. job. You know, there's, there's a lot of methodology, methodology behind it. You know, being having a podcast. Yeah. And, you know, I think that um, people really need to to dedicate more time, especially to young girls and, and um, helping them understand the importance and, and the fun that lives within it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your relationship with Ulta Beauty. I love Ulta Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ulta Beauty um, is, means a lot to me. Um, it's obviously you know the first national retailer that I've ever sold into. Um, and it's been an incredible experience. Um, Mary Dillon, the CEO, 
is such a supporter of, of women and women in business and helping women to get ahead. And you know, before I had actually launched at Ulta, I hadn't spent a lot of time in Ulta stores. I'd visited a few, but there wasn't really an Ulta mm-hmm. store close to close to me. And the first time that I went in, it, it was sort of this like uh, once again aha moment of wow, this is like one stop shopping where you can discover something new because they you know cultivate and incubate these great new brands. You can go find your tried and true. Mm-hmm. You can get your tools. You can have a service, and there's a million and one people in this mm-hmm. store right now, these associates that want to help you. Mm-hmm. So I loved that aspect of it, that you know you can do you know prestige or mass shopping there that you you know can discover um, all sorts of brands and and you know still mm-hmm. stay dedicated to the brands that you know mm-hmm. and love. But I also love the fact that um, at the time that I was launching at Ulta, they were making a really huge push towards naturals. Um, they have great brands like, you know, Mario Badescu and Juice Beauty. And so it's great to sit alongside um, these brands that have inspired me mm-hmm. and my journey. Um, so, yeah, I love Ulta. It's a happy place. So walk me through the process of actually creating that relationship with Ulta yeah. before getting that account. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned that I had been acquired by mm-hmm. Sundial Brands and, and Shea Moisture had had a pretty longstanding relationship with Ulta. So they made the intro for me um, to the buying team there. and. I got to go up to Illinois where their headquarters are and and pitch the brand and, you know, talk about what it is that my hopes and dreams were for the brand. Um, This is obviously before we launched anywhere. So we launched exclusively with Ulta at Ulta.com. And, you know, it's been it's been a great relationship. We just had our first birthday um, at Ulta. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I look forward to to growing even more. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you juggle. Um, your brand with your family. Uh, well, I mean, I have my daughter sitting in the other room, yeah. so you see that the juggle can sometimes be real. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like life is all about balance, um, starting with your own self-care. It's, you know, it's not easy to have your own business and be a mom and be a friend and be a wife and, you know, mentor and, you know, do all of these things. So it's really about balance and going easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked me, you know, how do you do it all? And I said, you know, at best, 50% sometimes, 70%, mm-hmm. but you go easy on yourself and, and you know that first and foremost, um, self-care is, is crucial. Mm-hmm. So for me, that comes in the form of exercise, meditation. Yes. I do a thing called goddess circling. Um, oh, what is that? It's amazing. Oh. Um, it's um, My friend is a facilitator of circling. Oh. Um, her name's Andrea Rouse and she has a company called The Art of Circling. And it, circling is really just, um, I do it with a group of women. Men can do it as well, mm-hmm. but um, we gather together. Um, sometimes it's a special occasion, like a birthday. Sometimes it's something happening, you know, uh, the moon. It's a full moon. It's a new moon. Uh, it's the beginning of a month. Um, and we circle together um, with intention. So intentions are set in the circle. Um, you do this thing. Um, it's different than just hanging out with your girlfriends where you can converse and feed off of each other. This is somewhere where you go to sort of actively listen. So we use something called a talking stick. So whoever has the talking stick has the floor. Um, You can't interrupt, so it makes you a better listener. And it's just a place that, it's a sacred space, so what happens in a circle stays in a circle. So it's a place where we can just go and share of ourselves, um, support one another um, with intention. Mm-hmm. So you set goals, you let go of stuff. You know, it's it's just a, for me, it's just a, it's almost like a, a group therapy um, without having somebody who's necessarily directing it. It sort of becomes its own. 
based on whoever yeah. happens to be in the circle. So it's great. And my girlfriends and I have been doing this for over a decade. So oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's amazing and and it's been great to watch different manifestations that we make in the circles of pretty much all come true and things we've wanted to let go of and move on from have all come true. So that's a constant for me um mm-hmm. is being able to drop into a circle whenever I can. And then sleep. I th- I say that um Naps are non-negotiable. Um, they're n- they're they're not um, uh, optional. They're a necessity. So anytime that I get to just give myself rest, especially living in LA and working in New York, um, I just I've learned to become a really good plane sleeper. And you know, and learning how to say no, I think, is also an important thing. Just to be able to to practice that self-care. I'm an Aries. I love to like say yes, yes, yes. I want to go to everything. So (laughs) it's been nice um, to practice the art of saying no, Mm -hmm. you know. I know. I feel like I've heard like more and more entrepreneurs really embrace that just Mm self-care and at the same time meditating. It's been coming up over and over again. And it's actually interesting to me because like I try that, but because of, you know, the LA schedule and doing this and that, it's really hard to just, you know, actually have the time to do that and have the time for yourself. But like what you said, it has to be non-negotiable sometimes. Yeah. And and I think it's, and sometimes it changes. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. that self-care time is for me, you know, if it's during the school year, it's in the morning when the kids have left for school before I start Mm -hmm. my work day. If it's in the summertime, it may not come until right before I go to bed, but you know, it really is. And sometimes I used to have so much judgment around myself I didn't I was I don't know how to meditate I don't know if I'm breathing correctly I don't and I think entrepreneurs do have a tendency to be perfectionists and things and and it wasn't until I really started to um, embrace the fact that it's just breathing Mm -hmm. and it can be five minutes it can be 20 minutes you know there's no rules there's no rules It's, it's what works for you and just a time that you can just sort of slow down and go within without a lot of noise in mm-hmm. your mind is, yeah. is, you know, it's a huge, um, I think, necessity. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love acupuncture too. So sometimes mm-hmm. I will meditate during my acupuncture sessions. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a certain way that I have to sit. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their own way. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it is. It's really just about finding your own way and your yeah. own It's your important own to recharge. Yes. Because, like, it's pointless to be working when you're not even, like, I don't know, you're giving 20% and your yeah. brain's not working. Exactly. So you might as well just go to sleep if you're tired. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. so, I mean, which, aside from napping or meditating, what do you do when you're not working? Gosh, I spend time with my friends. Um, I I love to travel. Um, I haven't gotten to do a lot of um, out of the country uh, global travel lately, so I'm really looking forward to doing that mm-hmm. again soon and discovering new ingredients. Um, I just I don't know. I think you know time with my my friends and my kids, my husband, um, doing just about anything and nothing is just mm-hmm. how I love to spend my time. What's next for Nikeo? So um, I'm back in the lab right now yeah. creating some new exciting things. I really wanted to um, propel even more into actual um, dedicated treatments. So I'm doing a lot of research around that. So more to come on that. And then um, looking at expanding our distribution, I just want more people to be able to experience mm-hmm. Nikeo, um, you know, growing within the Ulta stores and, you know, just loving it, loving it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, there's a lot of changes that have gone on um, at Sundial, positive changes. You know, Sundial was acquired by Unilever. Um, and so now we're all part of the Unilever family. Oh, so it's, it's, you know, making 
um, really great strides in new relationships and, and new doors and you know that's just amazing. and yeah. discovering new new ingredients that's yeah. my that's my passion that's great so here at hello beauty we have a motto it's say hello to the beauty in you oh yeah. i love that yeah. what's your advice to those girls that are trying to discover their beauty within you know i think it sort of goes back to um the self-care thing which is um what i said about going easy on yourself mm-hmm. um i know that beauty comes from the inside out uh, i've been taught that since i was a little girl i know that inherently that you know, who you are on the inside will always radiate and come through. So learn to love yourself first, um, to celebrate yourself. Um, a fun practice that I learned actually in circling is, is uh, it's hard to do too, but is looking in the mirror and doing your I ams. Oh, so every yeah. morning, wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say your I ams, whatever that is. I am beautiful, I am strong, I am smart. Mm-hmm. I am driven, um, can really um, help to propel that mm-hmm. self-love and help you to go out there and do bigger things. Yeah. And this um, mirroring is also like you have to look yourself in the eye, right? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it can get pretty like um, you feel shy. Yeah. Which is funny because you'll be all by yourself looking in a mirror. But yeah. but I do think it's important. I think that self-love um, is is the most important. You can... You can only love people so much if you don't love yourself, right? So mm-hmm. I think we as women, we're nurturers. We give a lot of ourselves to others. But but you have to love yourself um, first Very so true. that you have the energy, the capacity, the ability to love others as well. Very true. So if you had to pick one product, what is your favorite beauty product? Oh, my I gosh. Know. It's hard to I pick know. between all your babies. I know. When I get asked this question, it's so funny. And then people yeah. will be like, I listened to you on this one. Or I read about. And it's like, yeah. you keep picking. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, but yeah, you could cheat. You could do like yeah, two or three. Two or three, yeah. So I'd say that um, mm-hmm. the way that I say it's like today. What have I used yeah. today? So um, lately, and it's, I think it's just because it's summertime. And, you know, we're spending a lot of time in mm-hmm. the sun and sweating. And I think that you forget that when you're sweating and um, you know, out in the sun a lot that the sun's actually dehydrating your skin. Um, and so, um, maracuja and yangu oil, um, this little green oil has been, um, something that's every day for me. Um, and the great thing about this is it's naturally colored green. Mm. So when you add green to any redness in your skin, it helps to color correct, right? I get like red easily. I have sensitive skin. Yeah. Yeah. So I do too. So look, see how it's taken it just like to your natural color. So just a couple of drops of this. I use it. Smells beautiful. Face. Thank you. So Mm. I use this to prime my skin. I use this after sun. Um, it's, you know, great for red irritation, dryness, oh, after amazing. sun, super, but then I'll use it on my cuticles. I use it on that the ends of my hair. It feels so nice. Thank yeah. you. I think I have like a, a new <laughs> go-to product yeah. now. <laughs> yes. Yes. The American yeah. Yaga. And that's actually one of our number one sellers. Mm-hmm. And then of course I love my Kenyan coffee face polish. Yes. And then at night, um, mm-hmm. I've been using this, um, chamomile soothing sleep mask so this is the leave-on mask i was yeah. telling you when we were talking about cleopatra oh interesting packaging so I it's like yeah it. i like i like twist yeah. off um Those so you cool. don't, you don't take don't, the yeah. lid all the way um so yeah so this mm. is just a extremely potent egyptian chamomile 
It feels like a spa Yes, and you can use it to do like aromatherapy before you go to bed. It Mm -hmm. helps to calm you like drinking chamomile tea, and it's so great for after sun. I was just going to say, I can't stop smelling. Yeah, (laughs) it's really good. It's It's so nice. And I I feel like um, your philosophy radiates through your products Mm. because like just smelling it, it has like those positive vibes and uh, Mm -hmm. relaxing notes. Yeah. So like it's really good. That's that's Mm -hmm. great that you say that. I appreciate that um, Mm -hmm. reflection. Yeah. It is. I mean, I think, and it's funny because now I'm looking at them all. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one smells very calming, and mm-hmm. that has a very calming ingredient. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's all about treating yourself and self-care, mm-hmm. and I think skincare is one of the most amazing ways that you can do that. Not only are you doing what's mm-hmm. right for your skin by taking mm-hmm. care of it, I also want to make it easy, you know. Yeah. I, I know we're, we all live frenetic and busy lives. I yeah. didn't want to create anything that was going to be this, like, 12-step process to ageless beauty, you know, so it's just a few things, like even just using um, those two products, I use this sweet almond cleansing balm, I'm into cleansing balms to remove my makeup, makeup. and even Mm -hmm. when I'm not wearing makeup, I don't wear a lot of makeup in the summertime, but I'll use it to get that sunscreen off, and you just apply it, wipe it off, it's got sweet almonds from Spain, so it's gives you that sort of glow with all the yeah. antioxidants Ooh. in it, you know, and that's like three steps. That could yeah. be your nighttime regimen right there, know. you know. People think, they think that if they don't wear makeup, it means that their face is clean. But no, no pollution no, no, no. and Especially like in cities like yeah. Los Angeles or Chicago. <laughs> I know, I always say if there's one thing I'm going to teach them, I mean, I have to teach my children a lot of things, but yeah. especially with my daughter, it's like, you've got to wash your face every Cleansing day, whether you wear makeup yeah. or not. And it's also therapeutic, you yeah. know, like just to cleanse the day away mm-hmm. or when you wake up in the morning to cleanse to wake yourself up and yeah. you don't even have to use water when you're using a cleansing exactly. balm it's super easy to do wash your face I know. <laughs> I, I'm surprised sometimes like you know I'm not wearing the most minimal makeup but then it's like when I wipe with a cotton ball yeah. I'm like why is it so dark I'm like yeah. that means like yeah, pollution, yeah, pollution and environmental factors are a thing it's yeah. a real thing it's pretty yeah. scary but yeah. yeah like so these products are very guilt free because you feel good about like using yeah. them without having to think of what am I putting in my body yeah non-toxic beauty so where can they find you, your social channels? Um, so, um, Nikeo Beauty, um, mm-hmm. I'll spell it for you, N-Y-A-K-I-O Beauty is our mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and then um, on YouTube at Nikeo Greco, um, which is my last name, G-R-I-E-C-O. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Such an interesting and beautiful story. Oh, thank you so much, and I'm so excited for you. Oh, and thank you so you'll much. You'll have to give me some uh, Filipino yes. ingredients to Oh, definitely. We have a lot. Some yeah. anti-aging um, ingredients. Yeah, I, that's amazing. like a different like podcast, because like, Absolutely. you know, share like all these ingredients. I would love that. Yeah. I'd love a good beauty secret. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun.